Blog Talk Radio. that when the moon is close to it with the naked eye, 
you can't really see it, uh, you know, when it's a waxing crescent because it's just starting to get bigger, but it's not far enough away from the sun yet for it to not be overpowered by the light of the sun. That's what called combust means, combust. Um, and in astrology, it's, it, you know, it gives specific kind of uh, energy to the planets that are right next to the sun. Anyway, we have that retrograde Mercury and Leo. We still have a lot of air in the chart. Venus and Jupiter are still in Gemini. Mars and Saturn are still in Libra. Mars, uh, Saturn, rocking on forward. We're headed towards, you know, that autumn movement of Saturn changing sign and going into Scorpio. It's going to be very big, very big change coming. Uh, Uranus and Pluto are still in an active square between uh, Aries and Capricorn, we talk about it a little bit every week because it is the rise of the individual against the, the patriarchal overlords. Uh, Neptune is in Pisces, a lovely place for it. It's just kind of hanging out there, and unless anybody's got anything particularly in a low degree of the mutables, if you're born in early Gemini, early Pisces, early Virgo, um, or... Um, uh, Early Sagittarius, like, you know, right at the beginning of Sag, like around Thanksgiving, uh, if you're born at the beginning of Pisces, right around the, the very end of February, um, the beginning of, um, of Virgo, which is the very beginning of the end of August, you know, the 20s of August, and then uh, also uh, Gemini, the very um, end of May. So at those times right now, Neptune would be affecting you, and it's the very confusing energy. So for people in those specific ranges of time, um, you might be dealing with a lot of confusion in your life right now and people not living up to their word or whatever. That puts me in a big segue for Mercury retrograde because Mercury retrograde provides the kind of confusion <laughs> that often feels like a Neptune transit. Uh, let me go to the switchboard, though. I have somebody holding on, and 917, you're on the inside connection. Hi, how are you? Good, how are you? I'm fine. Thank you for having your show this evening. Oh, no worries. Um, I would like to find out information about um, my absolutely amazing boyfriend, Corey. You want to find out information about your boyfriend? Corey, yes. Corey. Okay, hold on one second, because I... I'm gonna. I think I sat down at the uh, at the switchboard at the the studio panel, and I didn't bring over a sheet of paper. And I usually do that if I'm gonna do <laughs> a reading for someone, so I can write down your birth information. So go ahead and tell me um, what's your um, first name. Tina. T i n a. Have I worked with you before? No. 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 And what's your um, your last name? Bea, B-E-Y-A-H. Okay. And um, your uh, date of birth? 11-27-73. Oh, well, did you hear the beginning of the show? <laughs> no. I was just saying that people who are born in the early part of Sagittarius can be having a really confusing time because Neptune is making a square to your sun. Oh, uh, wow. Time of birth? I think 9.48 a.m. Oh, 9.48. And the place? Newark, New Jersey. Newark? 
Yes, New Jersey. Got it. All right, let me just uh, bring up your chart here. And was it as hot there today as it has been? You know, actually, today was a really good day. Because yesterday you had some storms. Uh, yes, we have. We've been having heat waves and storms. Yes, sir, you're correct. Absolutely. I know. I have clients in New York. So, um, let's and we're see. acting like it's the end. Of, we're acting like it's the end of the world because you're, we're not used to this heat. <laughs> right. No. So let's see. You know, um, how long have you been with him? Um, I've no, I met him last year, but we started talking in February. You met him last year. We started talking in February. So you've been going out with him um, for a few months, six months. Almost, yes. Has it been good? Um, it was something else. I don't know if you're going to pick it up. It was something else that was with it, but it's okay. He's a really good guy. Yeah, one of the things is that, you know, you're he's a really good guy. So yes, he is. That's good. But, I mean, so, you know, part of your, you know, uh, issue right now is that You've had a lot of personal, emotional change, and yeah. you've been in relationships that you feel like haven't really been good for you, and you've had to let them go. Absolutely so, correct. Huh? <laughs> I said absolutely correct. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, you know, Corey is a really good guy, but are you into him? Yes, I am. Okay. So can you share with me what the issue is? Because your chart looks pretty good for a relationship right now. Oh, great. Do you need his birthday? Uh, no. I, what I want to know, oh, yeah, that would help. Go ahead and tell me. Thank you, sir. His birthday is uh, 122679. And um, do you know where he was born? New Jersey. Also in Newark? No, I think Inglewood. Okay. Let's take a look at Corey. Thank you. 1226. That's probably one of the hardest days to be born on, don't you think? <laughs> the day after Christmas, right? Right. All right. Let's see what's going on for him. Is he there with you right now? No, he isn't. Um, wow, he's very, um, fusty. <laughs> is he very hardworking? Oh, oh, and, oh, my God, yes. But also, he's very fussy. He's very perfectionistic. Oh, God, yes. Right. Oh, God, yes. No, no, he's very perfectionistic. You, yes, yes. You're hardworking also, and I think one of the reasons that you're attracted to each other is because you have your moon in Capricorn, and he's a Capricorn. So there's some compatibility between the two of you. Um, do you have good conversations, anything spiritual, philosophical? Do you like to get into a good discussion about things? Yes, he's a great conversationalist. I yeah. think he's intuitive. I think he's intuitive because he picks up on things. He is intuitive, and he does pick up on things. 
his chart right now looks pretty good. I mean, I would say that, you know, he he's interested in the relationship. It's not, you know, it's not, it's not, I guess he's about ready for it, huh? He's not quite yeah. 40, right? He's still, how, how old is he? 32. Yeah, 32. And how old are you? 38. Right, 38. Cradle robber. <laughs> <laughs> I'm cute, though, and I look good. Oh, I bet you do. Um, you know, like, it, it, look, this relationship feels good to me. Unless you're going to tell me there's a problem, I'm going to tell you that I like it. I think that the two of you could work real hard and make something together. Thank you. Um, just He's just been being a little quiet. What do you get from that? He's been being a little quiet. Yes. He's been being a little distant. Yes. Did something happen? Yes, but I just want to see what you pick up. Uh, something happened, but you want to see what I pick up. <laughs> um, yeah. This, I, I don't do a show like a psychic show. You know, I'm using astrology to help guide oh, oh, you. Oh, I didn't know that. I thought you. No, could no, pick it's up. fine. It's fine. I mean, I can and I can like really look in and like you know whatever like you know try to pick it apart and make some assumptions and stuff like that and. There's some psychic energy that's always involved in working with these arts, but it's not like I'm, I'm an astrologer. That's what I really do. And so I oh, really okay. look at the energy pattern and what's set. Um, what happened for Corey? Uh, uh, well, I had an ex-boyfriend. Um, I met Corey uh, last, last, last year around this time. We hit it off really well. We talked about spirituality. I'm a minister, and uh, he just, you know, told me he was going to follow me to church, and he just made me laugh. And um, we we lost contact then, but then we started talking again in February. We ran into each other, and he says, oh, you know where we're going to get married. I'm your husband. I'm going to pay your bills. I'm like, oh, my God. You're like, where have you been all my life? And he talks to me. When he talks to me, he'll give me, like, four points, like an outline. He talks to me like he's the boss. And I'm the employee. <laughs> Which he he's kind of shy, but when he wants, you know, when he wants to let me know something, well, because he's a Capricorn, curry. you know, he's a Capricorn, and so he's going. He's very much the daddy. He's going to lay down the law. Oh my God, yes! And it's so funny because he started off, you know, I'm a Sagittarius, so I'm, I'm, you know, we started off laughing and joking, and I really didn't even have to say anything. He just was, you know, touching on so many different things, and I didn't know he had a shy side to him. So when he told me, um, you know, we're gonna, I want to have a monogamous relationship. I don't want to be hurt, and I don't want to play games. And I kind of chuckled a little bit. I said, well, who's playing games? Were you? And I guess it kind of hurt his feelings a little bit. But my son's father, I had been in a relationship with him for nine years, and that wasn't really good. I should have let him go a long time ago. So it seemed like the father picked up that energy. So I was talking to both of them for about two or three weeks, and then I had to finally, uh, you know, separate, you know, tell the, tell my son's father that I met someone nice and I wanted to, you know, I wanted him to respect the relationship. But okay. I think that query kind of picked that up, and that was my first time trying to talk to two people at one time. Right, but have you since told him that you made your choice? Well, you know what, Corey, um, I had burned this candle. You know, I was, like, burning this, like, spiritual candle to kind of, like, bring my ex back, and I think that that kind of messed things up. So I kind of gave it a break for about a month. So now Corey and I have been, we live down the street from each other, so I've been jogging, and I ran into him 
uh, the last <laughs> the last couple of days, but I didn't say anything because he didn't say anything. So we're just being really silly. No, but it's your time. It's your responsibility to talk to him. Well, before he, you know, I guess he wanted to go within himself because when I tried to talk, he's like, you know what, I'm going to call you back because I guess he had to brood or do whatever he was doing inside. Yeah, so. but, but it's still your responsibility to reach out to him because he feels now that you had something good going on and he was offering you his heart and all that. And then for some reason or another, probably for intimacy issues and because you've been hurt in the past, Yes. You had to, like, shake it up, girl, because it wasn't good enough. You know what I mean? We, like, you couldn't let good enough, you couldn't leave it well enough alone. Well, he gave me the silent treatment, and that basically told me to get myself together and to get everything in order, which I did. And um, now I just deal with my son's father for my son. And um, and now exactly. Corey has come back around because I came to his house one day. I think you can bring Corey back around, all right? <laughs> Listen, I'm going to I'm going to take another caller and I will talk to you again, but good luck with him and thanks for listening to the show. Thank you. Bye. You're welcome, hon. <clears throat> Hi. So, we've got um area code 901. 901, are you there? Hello? Hello. Hi. Hi. I'm just Who is listening. This? Hi, this is Lenise. I was just listening into the show. Hi, Lenise. I know we've talked before. Yes, we have. How can I help you, hon? Well, if you don't mind, if you would look at my chart. Um, yeah, I'll take a look at it. Okay. I mean, you know that things don't change too much in charts from, you know, like one really month to the next. It's it's one of those things where the energy is sort of a given. So we can take a look at it. Are you working? Yes, I am. Okay, so Jupiter went to your midheaven, and that's been very good for career. Um, that's one thing that's really standing out. And um, mm, yeah, I mean, Jupiter at your midheaven is very good, and you know, you have Venus also in Gemini, and Jupiter's in Gemini. So over the course of the next about 12 to 18 months, even. I think you're going to have some really positive things happen. Um, there's a, there's the possibility of meeting somebody if you want to meet somebody to date them or somebody, you know, expressing love to you. There's also more good things in your career. And do you have children? Yes, I have an adult son. Yeah, and I think the relationship with him is also going to improve and get better. So there's just overall, like let me just say, like overall – there's a very good energy for you right now, and pretty much that's what I see. I don't know exactly what I told you the last time, but I don't think I had anything particularly bad to say because I don't really see anything really bad in your chart right now. It's not like there's anything like any really bad squares or things like that. What you're really working on right now is your career, you know, mm -hmm. having a job and work, working. And yeah. go ahead. Yeah. That's my theme right now. You're absolutely right. I was on relationship, but now I'm on career. Right. But it's clear that there's a possibility of one coming There in. is a possibility of one, but I honestly don't see it until this year concludes. So I see it honestly as a 2013 relationship, but, you know, 
it could come in sooner. It absolutely could come in sooner, but I definitely see it. You know, in, in 2013, Jupiter conjuncts your Venus. It's an excellent transit for um, being focused on relationship. I would put your, you know, like your house in order. As you have Jupiter as the ruler of your fourth house, so make sure your home is good. Make sure your you're, you know, you've got everything all squared away so that a relationship's not too disruptive. Yeah, I'm, I'm, it seems that I'm just clearing, cleaning house and getting everything lined up now. Yes, exactly. Yeah, a lot of exactly. that going. It's like the since February up until now, I went through something. I don't know what it was, but it has totally rearranged me and shaken me up and cut some things loose, and it's been crazy. Well, I mean... You, yeah, I mean you you're you've had a Uranian transit in the last few months, and Uranus's can be very chaotic and very disruptive. But at the same time, it does clear out the dead wood. Yes, it did. Things that don't serve you, you know. But it wasn't pretty. But I can look back in retrospect now and see the benefit. Good. So I'm grateful for that. Well, it's always <laughs> good to hear from you, hon. Okay. You too, thank you Alright, you're welcome So we're going to just take a little look at, at the Mercury retrograde for just a second And if you're in the uh, switchboard, if you're holding on the switchboard I will get to you definitely, I promise you, uh, within the next few minutes So the Mercury retrograde is often thought of as being a confusing time a time when we when when things are not clear and people say you know you should never sign a contract on a mercury retrograde and i do have a tendency to agree with that but it's more about just communication in general people might communicate with you and they don't seem clear you might communicate with people and you might think you're being clear but they don't really think you have been it's it somehow feels like a time when you can't get exactly what you need from other people from an intellectual point of view, like even a place of agreement where you're not really agreeing with them, uh, you know, or finding the agreeable place, the middle ground. Mercury rules Gemini, which is about communication, and it also rules Virgo, which is about, like, service and, and the way in which we help each other out, so, like, in a very practical level. And when Mercury is retrograde, both of those things aren't go, don't go smoothly. You might expect someone to come and help you out around the house, or you might expect someone to do something for you, and then all of a sudden they can't. You might think someone's going to give you a phone call, but then the, their battery dies or your battery dies, you know. The computers often don't really work well on a Mercury retrograde, and depending upon where it is, right now it's actually in Leo, we have a Mercury retrograde in Leo. So depending upon what sign it's in can depend even, you know, more about how it affects your individual chart. So for those people who are Leos, they might actually be having a very difficult Mercury retrograde this time around. Whereas people who, you know, let's say are where it's better aspected, if you're an Aries or or if you're, like, say, a, a Gemini, maybe the Mercury retrograde is not affecting you as badly because Leo makes a better aspect. So the idea that, you know, it needs to be confusing or disruptive is not true. Mercury, Gemini, Mercury and Gemini, does, Mercury retrograde does not always disrupt travel. It does not always make things get lost in the mail. It does not, it doesn't have to do that. And I think 
it has a lot to do with something that's very clear in our own conscience. Are we communicating what we need? Are other people communicating what they need? Is there clarity when we get ready to agree? Or is there something that we didn't discuss or something that we left out and that we, you know, we haven't really been clear about? And is that one reason why it makes Mercury retrograde difficult for us to feel like we can get a straight answer? So I do want to let everybody know that the, that this Mercury retrograde Retrograde that we're having right now goes direct in California on the night of the 7th of August, which is a Tuesday. So it goes retrograde on the night of the 7th. It might be like maybe already the morning of the 8th on the East Coast. It's definitely going to be the 8th in Europe. So the night of the 7th in California is when Mercury will go direct. And then we don't really have to have another retrograde Mercury period until November. And it's a very short little Mercury direct. It's only actually going to be about two weeks and three days long. That retrograde Mercury is one of the shorter retrograde periods. The one we're in now is more than three weeks, but sometimes they happen very quickly. So not until November, and um, it actually will be retrograde during Thanksgiving. So we have a retrograde Mercury at Thanksgiving. That's the next one. So And that's in Scorpio. So it's a different effect. And um, like I said, in Leo, you might find that if you're boastful or proud or trying to show off that that doesn't go over very well with someone you know you could also apply the mercury retrograde maybe you think it's being playful but maybe somebody takes offense so there's all those layers to the mercury retrograde and you want to be able to know what sign it's in to know how it's specifically going to affect your chart talk a little bit more about it in just a second area code 404 you're on the inside connection Hey, how you doing tonight? Good. How are you? Good. I'm doing fabulous on this great new moon. Who am I talking to? Uh, Lolita from Georgia. Have I spoken to you before? Nope. Mm-mm. No. Nope. And um, what's your what's the first initial of your last name? Why? Why? <laughs> why am I asking, or why the letter? No, the Y letter Y. I'm just teasing. Oh, okay. So, your birthday? Twelve thirty seventy two. Twelve thirty nineteen seventy two. 1972. Uh, so, this is a big year for you, girl. Yes, yes, and sir. I know. Time of, time of birth? 1.12 p.m. Chicago, Illinois time. Got it. Are you calling me from Chicago? Mm-mm, Georgia. Right, Georgia. Sorry you said that. No, you're fine. Here comes your chart. Don't you love the computer? It can run these things so quickly. All right, a very spiritual little girl we got going on over here. Very <laughs> spiritual. Um, Venus and Sag, Neptune and Sag, Mercury and Sag, Mars and Sag. Did you know you had so much Sagittarius in your chart? Yes, because I just realized I met my twin flame four years ago, and he's a Sag, and that validated everything when I found that out in January. <laughs> so, yes, Great. I'm going to really do that. Really amazing. Really, really amazing. Yeah. So um, you have Taurus rising, so you must be very yeah. beautiful. And Venus is your ruler. 
So I hope you've done a lot of traveling, and I hope that, you know, your twin flame is uh, into traveling with you. Being a Sag, she probably is, huh? Well, we, you know, we haven't connected, and I know this is my year to be connected, but he's coming around more now, so I'm excited for that, to be quite honest. I just know. So You haven't made a relationship out of it yet? Nope, and it's all good. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's good. How do you know him? From a distance? Uh, nope. Um, from I went worked in the military world four years ago. Got it. Okay, fair enough. Mm-hmm. Yep. You have a lot. Have you traveled? Have I traveled? Yes. Yeah. I mean, I would hope so. I'm from India, so. so we travel there. I go back to Chile. So one Chile, of the things that's really going to be happening for you this year is that Pluto is going to conjunct your sun. So big changes in your career. You're going yes. really, 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 and I'm talking about all of 2013, and as you go into the yes. end of this year, you're going to really feel it because you have your sun right at nine degrees Capricorn. Thank you. And you've already had changes, but you're really yes. going to have changes. It can bring you a lot of power and authority. You can end up being in a situation where you're really running a group or where you're really transforming something. It can bring you a lot of power to your career. You just want to be careful that you use it for the benefit of all. You know, I'm very... already practicing that. I'm very detached from the the world. I'm very detached from the ego world. So my transformation for the last three years have helped me as I live in the present moment now. And I definitely get what you're saying. But I think my transformation within the last two years and who I am now is going to help me um, deal with that type of status quo when that time comes because I'm I know what you're saying is already validated like you just, I just know that's so you great. just help me validate that's it. great yeah. that's great and whatever relationship was really heavy for you and ended you know within the last two years or so that's over and you've gotten rid of that and um, you have Jupiter getting ready to go into your second house which is very good financially. And when is that going? That doesn't happen until the um, more towards September. I can see that. Okay. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. And then it retrogrades and it goes back into the first, and you have to do a little bit more work on yourself, like in the way in your communication style is going to okay. be something you're going to be working on. But then um, – and the relationship can actually really deepen at this time, too, because Jupiter is in opposition to your Venus. So that's also something that's possible. So, I mean, Jupiter placed in, in Gemini is very good for your chart, you know, where you you haven't had necessarily super easy times for the last two years because no. Saturn has been in Libra and your Pluto is in Libra. If you had anything with your health, um you know, then, then, and you are Capricorn, and Libra is square to Capricorn. It's been heavy. You've had a lot it's of heavy, have. heavy for the last two years. You know, as yeah. it goes into Scorpio, it's a lot better, and it's really, it's in a much better placement in your chart in general. And Saturn can be very oppressive and demanding, and create a lot of limitations. And um, I think you've had it with that. And even though it's, it's, it's been good for you. You've you've had you know some some you know good energy manifest out of 
having to focus on relationships, having to deal with yourself. I mean, it's been heavy, and it's getting much lighter now. It um, definitely has been much lighter, and I can sit there and say as of 2012, um, I call myself flying like an eagle, um, emotionally, spiritually, physically, everything is free and done and gone with. So you're absolutely correct. That's great. Yeah. That's really yeah. great. And then I'm well, on a numerology one, so everything you're saying astrologically also for me, it yeah. validates also numerology. And um, so I'm excited. So you just, you know, definitely said some good things that I, I needed to hear today. So that's yeah, wonderful. Yeah, I mean, the confusion of like even the last year, some of that confusion is, is going to lift. Yeah, I was actually going through a confusion of um, business. I was I was running into roadblocks of getting my business started, and I was running into blocks financially with the banks. And I stepped back at the end of the year and just went on divine timing, and I stepped back into it actually within a month ago. So when you said September, I just see my vision and uh, – it's right there, too. It's, it's right, right there. there. <laughs> Jupiter is right right on your second house cusp at that time, and that's very good for you. So, um, yeah, good luck with moving forward with all of that. I appreciate it. And your special, your your website, that I can get your website through your oh, podcast yeah. show? My website is lahealer.com, L-A like Los Angeles, lahealer.com. And I'm Dr. Craig Martin in Los Angeles. You can always look me up like that, too. My website will pop up on the very first page. All right. So this new moon that's that's happening, I'm okay, right? It's not not affecting – is it affecting any of my houses? Because I know the cancer is an opposite of polarity with me. The opposite of Capricorn. Yeah, yeah, it is. But you know what? I it 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 was at a very late degree of Capricorn. It's right on your fourth house cusp. So that's um very interesting that the new moon has brought you into a very personal, very inner I don't see it being anything bad at all. I see it being a real capacity for you to delve deeply into family of origin issues or the home that you live in right now and how to make it even more personal and more emotionally secure. So I think it was actually a really good moon. Yeah, if it had been earlier, if it had been like on, you know, uh, what do you call it, like say like July the 4th or something, then it would have been the opposite. That would have been opposition to your son. That would have been a much harder uh, Cancerian new moon. But this one happened at like... 27 degrees cancer which happens to be your the cusp of your house of home so you want to go in into your home look around how is the home emotionally satisfying you i think you'll get a positive answer yes yes my home is very i get a lot of comments on the vibration of my home so home is has to be taken care of uh, on that type of level for me so i appreciate that i'm definitely going to reach out you're wonderful thank you Thank you. Good to talk to you, and I hope you have a great day. Yeah, night. likewise. Okay, All right. bye-bye. Okay, blessings. Bye. 
wonderful caller, lovely callers tonight from all around the country, and I'm always really honored to have people check in and do a little work with me here on the Inside Connection. Once again, you're listening to Dr. Craig Martin coming to you from Los Angeles on this Thursday, the 19th of July. Um, Mercury retrograde is not necessarily a good time to try to forge anything new. Like you want to try to learn something new, it's not necessarily a good time. But if you're already involved in learning something already, it can really reinforce it. Like retrograde periods in general have to do with what we generally call review, review time. So if it's a retrograde Venus, you review love. That's why people from the past, uh, past lovers show up on a retrograde Venus because they've been thinking about you. They've been reviewing their love life. Retrograde Mars makes us review the actions that we've taken. And sometimes when we're doing that, we're not taking action, which is why retrograde Mars makes it difficult to like strike out into the world and do something new. Um, but a retrograde Mercury is about the mind. And so it's like reviewing what you've been thinking, reviewing the kind of thinking that you've been doing for the last few months. And that's why it retrogrades so often, because it's actually really always giving us an opportunity to review what it is that we've been thinking, the thoughts that we've been having, the direction we've been going in. And so before we, say, spin out of control and run away thoughts, right, we have this time where we're able to review the things that we've been thinking. And it's not always easy. It's not always easy. That's why it can be a confusing time because all of a sudden we're runaway thinking, right? Oh, my God, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do this. You know, I'm going to go here, I'm going to go there, I'm going to talk to this person and whatever. And then all of a sudden the retrograde period comes in and, like, you get little blocks, little roadblocks to some of the thinking that you've been doing. And, and one of the things you can really do in a Mercury retrograde is you could journal write because Mercury rules writing. You could journal write about what it is that you've been thinking about <clears throat> because thoughts actually precede manifestation and the retrograde period gives you an opportunity to make sure that you want to keep thinking about it because if you get into a Mercury retrograde period and you like get an opportunity to change your mind, that's no pun intended on Mercury rules the mind, but if you get an opportunity to change your mind, that's a great thing. You know, especially if you really want to or if it was something that you really should have been doing, that you should have been changing your mind. So, um, you know, I I think Mercury retrograde periods are really important. Obviously, that's why we have them. And retrograde motion in general is like waves, tides and waves. You know, waves come up and they wash up and they wash back. Tides come in and they go out. When a tide goes out... That's a retrograde period. It's a retrograde tide, in essence. And so when a wave goes out, it's a retrograde wave. Mm. Love my water. There's a there's a there's a a purpose to that, you know? There's a purpose to that. Forward motion, right? Like forward motion in the tide brings nutrients up onto the shore, right? And then the tide going out exposes things 
so that, you know, there's there's a level of like things that we're not we weren't able to examine. So retrograde periods are like that. That's why we call them a review period. It's like when a tide goes out, ground that was underwater becomes exposed and we might be able to actually walk out on it as people, birds do, right? They go out onto that low tide and they go hunting for things. There's a sort of, you know, magical capacity to discover something in a Mercury retrograde. And I think that's really an important part of the retrograde period and how you can use it. So rather than, you know, creating any blame to anyone or blame to the retrograde period for like snafus or troubles with travel or things like that, maybe the fact that your computer goes down or you get delayed on a flight or something like that is your opportunity to do some review of thinking. So if you're if you need to review really in essence what it is that you're doing, then normally the um if you need to review, then the retrograde period will give you an opportunity to do that. If you don't, then it won't. And the retrograde Mercury won't be creating as much uh, of discomfort or, you know, having as much havoc in your life. So that's really the the information on the Mercury retrograde. I think it's important. It happens a lot. It happens four to six times a year. So it's it's definitely important for us to recognize what that is because it's not something that happens randomly or really really occasionally. It's happening all the time, and um, that purpose is to be able for you to reconnect with areas that you haven't examined. So the tide goes out like a Mercury retrograde goes backwards, and review becomes available or review becomes um you know something that you have access to i think it's great i think it's i think mercury retrograde is a fantastic time i don't like when it disrupts my life and it definitely has um oh i have someone in the chat room asking me if they can ask a question and the answer is yes you can and i will write that into the chat as well so um the um uh right so mercury retrograde right now in leo is a um is a time is a time when uh we really need to make sure that you know we're not being too proud too haughty the darker sides of leo we want to make sure that we're not being too you know arrogant pompous rude or anything like that with our communication so um, I think that that's important. And I see that um, – okay, someone's writing a question for me. Um, and, um, you know, it's basically the, your, your, your discussion of Mercury retrograde. I think that it's very complex, and I think that nobody really needs to be afraid of it. If something's going wrong in a Mercury retrograde period, it's time for you to rethink um, and I do have someone asking me, you know, a question. Um, yes is the answer. And um, Mary Lou, shout out to you, girl. 
Um, definitely going to be doing a show about art in the next couple of weeks, and I would like to talk to you about being on the Inside Connection. So we will talk about that. And in honor of the Mercury Retrograde, I think I'm going to leave you with Cheryl Crow. Change would do you good. Have a good night. I'll see you next Thursday. Thank you.